If you're just joining us, thank you for listening. We had a massive power uh, hit at our studio complex the third time uh, in the last couple of months. I don't know what's going on, but we'll get some answers. Welcome Leap um, is a new program from Welcome, and they have ties to DARPA. And now I believe with Welcome Leap, the ties are even stronger with DARPA. Tell me, tell me what's going on. So Welcome Leaf was created in 2020, but it didn't really become active until more or less the, the latter part of 2021. Um, and essentially, they described the vision as a global health DARPA equivalent. So for people that don't know, DARPA is the uh, advanced research or investigative arm of the Pentagon, and they have historically been very involved in financing um, research related to transhumanist technologies. Uh, and um, as a former DARPA director describes it, uh, describes it, fixing the technological mismatch between humans and machines. And of course, transhumanism is all about merging man and machine. So that very director, whose name is Regina Dugan, is the person that was appointed to be the head of the Welcome Leap by the then director and still current director of the Welcome Trust, Jeremy Farrar. And um, Regina Dugan, after she was uh, left the, uh, her role as the director of DARPA during the Obama administration, uh, worked for Google and then later Facebook in creating DARPA equivalents for those companies where, among other things, she created um, a what she called a digital pill that turns you into your own authentication token, turns your body essentially into a digital ID, um, smart clothing, um, being uh, using a wearable on your body that can read your brain signals so that you don't even have to physically type the device reads your brain signal and knows what you're going to type before you even move your hands and things of, of that nature. So now she's been uh, headhunted essentially to run this global health DARPA. And this is actually um, a model that was recently uh, created and enacted by the Biden administration in an agency called ARPA-H, where the head of the CIA's DARPA equivalent, IARPA, um, or I don't know if she was the head, but she was... Um, she had worked there, is now in charge of, of that particular agency, which is supposed to be a health DARPA. Um, so this is a model that isn't exclusive to Welcome Leap. But the people that are there, um, including Ken Gabriel, who was uh, the deputy, of, uh, deputy director of DARPA under Regina Dugan, is again with her at Welcome Leap uh, to research a variety of programs. I think they're up to seven now. Uh, some of them focus on um, infants uh, as young as three months of age. Uh, some of them relate to uh, fetuses in utero, uh, and some of them, uh, you know, are, are essentially transhumanist in nature, trying to grow with the intention of implanting into people human-machine uh, hybrid organs. Good heavens. Um, Good heavens. I mean, all, Hang sorts on. Of, hey. all sorts of stuff are being developed here. Mm -hmm. So, Whitney, hold on just a second. I've got to take a one-minute break and then um, come back. I mean, we, we, we have to focus. Uh, the woman who is running this, when she was at DARPA, um, she was investigated and found that uh, she was actually profiting illegally um, on her her own tech firm, uh, she's a, a woman that doesn't seem to have an awful lot of scruples, uh, and she is running this this DARPA, if you will, with Welcome Leap. Um, and we're going to get into what are they trying to do with babies again and the brain scans and everything else. AI is coming 
faster than you can possibly imagine, and you need to pay attention. We'll give more on that in just a second. There's a reason why it's important your children learn about personal responsibility. It's not just because you want them to be well-behaved. It's because you want them to be successful adults someday. Um, and they are the next generation. And this next generation is going to be the one that saves us, uh, honestly, from ourselves if they have, you know, the, the correct principles. This is what I love about Whitney. She is young. She is um, eager. And she is wicked, wicked smart. We need more people like this that are out there fighting every day, fighting for the truth, fighting for the truth. All right, Tuttle Twins uh, has a uh, a new book called 12 Rules Boot Camp. It was modeled um, after uh, Jordan Peterson's book, The 12 Rules for Life, but it's for kids of all ages, and it will begin to help teach, you know, the valuable lessons that we are putting in the dustbin right now. Tuttle Twins, today is the last day you can get this book for free. You just pay for shipping. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get this book now for your family, for your kids or your grandkids or, you know, people you know down the street. Tuttle Twins and the 12 Rules Boot Camp. Get it now for free at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Today is the last day. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So there is uh, there's talk now uh, from, you know, the stock market that by 2020, uh, sorry, 2030, Amazon will have more AI than it will have human workers. It's not just jobs, though. What is happening with AI is a really insidious uh, way to control you, control everything um, and know exactly what you're thinking what you're dreaming about we're talking to uh whitney webb um about uh the welcome leap so can can you can you give us an idea of uh for instance let's look at what they're doing with the babies and brain waves what are they looking for Sure. So this particular program, uh, the way they describe it, is about essentially leveling the playing field for uh, cognition, but in an infants. So the program specifically targets infants uh, beginning at three months of age and goes about to three years of age. But when you actually look at the different goals within this program, it becomes very clear that there's a lot more going on here than what they pub- how they publicly pitch Um the aim of this particular program. So essentially, there's a couple different uh, stages to this program. Uh, but it, how it starts is, you know, these children who are essentially being uh, used as test up the subjects by Welcome Leap in, in this venture um, would have uh, wearables on their bodies that monitor um, their brain state, that uh, track how their eyes move, eye tracking technology. So bad. They'd be constantly surveilled in uh, the environment they live in. And the way it's described, it's constant. So this means this child would be constantly surveilled, not going outside, staying in this particular environment, having these things on their body that, that count how many steps they take, how many turns they take, and see how that um, affects their uh, brain development. The goal for this, as stated in the program, is to develop what they call an in silico 
model of the developing human brain, you know, for infants three months to three years of age. And this is essentially an artificial model, an artificial brain uh, that would mimic uh, a growing human brain uh, during that particular period of time. But then once they have that model, what they hope to do is to subject children to screening to see if their brain, uh, through certain cognitive markers they identify, fits okay. the model basis. I, I want to get back into this with Whitney in just a couple of minutes. Program. Because just the eye tracking on, on children and infants alone is should be terrifying uh, to everyone. Let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. It is Rough Greens. Uh, Rough Greens is something great for your dog. It's vitamins, minerals, has absolutely everything your dog needs uh, for a healthy and happy life. Get your first bag for free right now at roughgreens.com slash Beck. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Don't forget, tonight, 5 o'clock, our special on the WEF and what's next. Welcome back to the uh, program. Um, if you're just joining us, thank you for listening. We had a massive power uh, hit at our studio complex the third time uh, in the last couple of months. I don't know what's going on, but we'll get some answers. Um, we have been talking to Whitney Webb. She is, I think, one of the best journalists on planet Earth today. Um, and you really need, you might not agree with everything she says. I mean, I don't think she agrees with very much of what I say, um, but you have to listen to her. Um, she knows her stuff and what is coming and the connections to some of the most nefarious people, I think, on planet Earth today. So we've been talking to her about um, this Welcome Leap. Welcome is a uh, company in uh, or a trust, uh, kind of like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, but they have their roots in eugenics, like Bill Gates has his roots in Planned Parenthood. He still kinds of thing. He thinks much of the same kind of stuff. Um, and we were talking about testing that they're going to be doing complete surveillance on children, babies from three months old to three years old, and tracking their eye movements. Eye movement tracking is the most dangerous thing you could ever give to somebody because they will know exactly how you think just from your eye movements. And uh, uh, you don't ever want to hand that to, uh, to somebody. They're also... Uh, doing total surveillance to treat depression, which I want to get into with um, uh, Whitney. But you have to understand a lot of these big, huge global um, movements are all about controlling the population, not about helping, not about making you healthier as a human, but making you a better worker. And I don't think that's overstating the case. Whitney, would you agree? Yeah, I don't think that's overstating it at all. So um, I'm assuming you'd like to go back to the the ultimate ambition of this particular um, yes, with the, focused on on toddlers. Yes, mm-hmm. and, uh, the Wait, ultimate, so, and then we want to talk about the depression uh, treatments. 
Right. So um, as I was saying earlier, um, so they, they want to subject these children to very invasive surveillance uh, that's surveilling not just what they're doing externally, but also what's going on internally, uh, and to use that to develop an in silico model of a developing child's brain. Then what they hope to do is sub, uh, the type of surveillance that was previously discussed, subject that to 80% of children by 2030 with the oh goal of developing interventions. Uh, they say if any of uh, these children being surveilled in this way are not, uh, their brain is not in line with the model they, they developed, they will oh. then intervene and make the child's brain fit the model they develop as the ideal child's brain. This it's essentially so... an effort to homogenize uh, human cognition, starting with babies and children, and at the same time, uh, essentially getting them accustomed to living a life of complete invasive surveillance, which is, you know, you're familiar with uh, discussions at uh, WEF uh, annual meetings or people like Yuval Noah Harari. That is the plan for everyone. Yes. Through welcomely, if you have, you know, uh, DARPA directors tied to the biggest big tech companies in the U.S. and the Welcome Trust, essentially looking to have this uh, foisted upon our children. And this is important because the person behind Welcomely, Jeremy Farrar, is due to become chief scientist of the World Health Organization in a matter of weeks. At the same time, the World Health Organization is seeking to expand its power through amending the International Health Regulations, uh, which is a binding treaty among the World Health Organization and member states. So, for example, here's an example of how they could get to this 80% by 2030. Let's say that the World Health Organization, if they obtain these new powers, uh, they can declare a public health emergency of international concern. We've seen over the past few weeks how the Biden administration is considering declaring the lack of abortions going on in the U.S. right now a public health emergency. What if the OMS, or sorry, the, the World Health Organization declares autism an emergency like that? Then Jeremy Farrar, who came up with this program, decides that, oh, well, this is the only way to decide if the child would be autistic or not, and we can intervene in their brain at an early stage and prevent any kid from ever being autistic again. Does that sound like something these people would do? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, what's terrifying is people... This sounds like sci-fi to most people. They have no, I'll talk to friends about it and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You're, when, I, when I said these things were coming 20 years ago, it was because I was reading people like, you know, Ray Kurzweil, who was talking about these things, but it was 2030. So it was, you know, 30 years away. It's far away. happening. Right. It is happening. And in the next couple of years, all of this stuff will be set into stone if people don't wake up. Um, let, let me talk about uh, the total surveillance to, to treat depression. Um, this, is, this is just launched, uh, you said, this week, according to this article. Um, and it's not really fighting depression. It's not to make people happier. Can you explain? Yeah, so actually the, the article you're referring to that I wrote, I actually wrote two years ago, so this program is oh, already two kidding. years down the line. 
Oh and it's gosh. the same case with the toddler program. Yes, it's it's very very uh, unfortunate. So this particular program is aimed at treating depression, and the way they define depression isn't the lack of of uh, the inability to experience pleasure. Instead, they define it as a, a lack of interest in achieving. Uh, um, rewards, like work-related rewards, like point accumulation, you know, sort of like the same dopamine rush people get from uh, Facebook and and social media, things like that. So it's allowing that to happen, but has no interest in uh, restoring the ability of someone who's depressed to experience pleasure, which if you've ever had depression or know someone who has is arguably the most important part of the whole equation. And one of the ways they want to go about doing this is developing a a similar... um, Gr- uh, grouping of devices, sort of like what was uh, piloted or pitched in this uh, child-focused program, but for adults, including technology that could be used, according to them, be used to interrogate the current uh, state of someone's brain, um, their thoughts, and and things like that as a mean of, of depression, and then various, um, you know, uh, extreme, they were use the term interventions, but these are all things that are meant to uh, permanently alter uh, your uh, neurological makeup, essentially. You and know, this is, uh, you know, ultimately under the guise of treating a, pre- a depression, but they want this type of technology to be actively used in the workplace. And if you're familiar uh, with what happened at uh, the World Economic Forum annual meeting just a month ago, there was mm-hmm. a lady who spoke who talked about, oh, um, there's these air, uh, earbuds, uh, you know, headphones are going to be on the market soon, and they'll be able to tell your boss uh, whether you're paying attention or not, what you're paying attention to, all of this technology is already here. And she made a, a case to try and not get this technology banned because it had so many positive uses. Uh, but her main uh, pitch for it was this can produ- uh, uh, not just improve productivity at the office, yep. um, it can help fight crime. So, again, there's been a longstanding effort to create a predictive policing or pre-crime situation, including in the United States. And the antecedents for this were already established by uh, Trump's attorney general, William Barr, who established a program called DEEP that was all about creating um, uh, a means of uh, essentially arresting people before they allegedly are going to conduct a violent crime based on their social media posts, among other things. Some arrests have been made in this program. And this um, effort at the same time was being pitched by uh, Jared Kushner to the Trump administration, among other people, uh, who wanted to create a health DARPA, HARPA, they were calling it. Uh, And then, as I mentioned earlier in the program, this was actually created by the Biden administration, the same exact entity, but they called it ARPA-H instead. They just moved the H to the end. But the first program is being pitched, um, you know, in this period of time, they called it Safe Homes. And the idea was to data mine what you are posting on social media and then run it through an AI algorithm that will identify if anything you have posted uh, presents neuropsychiatric warning signs of violence. Oh, my gosh. And if those are identified, then you have to go, you will be ordered by a court to go to a mental health official or you can be uh, interned somewhere. Uh, you know, this was how the program was essentially set up. And thankfully, under the Trump administration, it was not put into force, but the Biden administration has created it. But they described it as an institution that was being created to fight cancer. But it's the same exact <laughs> program and the same exact architects of what was being pitched and was rejected by the Trump administration. So 
this agenda is not exclusive to Welcome Leap, and the Biden administration is going very far in implementing that. And um, I would say that the recently um, removed uh, chief science advisor, Eric Lander, uh, to Biden was a, a, a very enthusiastic supporter of these types of policies. He was actually um, allegedly, at least according to Jeffrey Epstein, heavily financed by him um, and has a lot of um, own rather odd ties to people who have espoused eugenics-related ideology over the years. So this particular program being developed by Welcome Leap is also the, the, the same means, essentially, are being pursued elsewhere as well. So I felt like that was a, uh, important. So, Whitney, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for coming on the program. I know you get a lot of heat from people who follow you for being on my program. I, I'm sure we disagree on a lot of things. Um, but the, uh, the only thing is required for me um, to, um, you know, bring people into my bubble is, do you agree with the Bill of Rights? Do you believe that those are basic human rights that should never be violated or taken away from people? As long as you say that and you believe that, you know, we're going to disagree here and there, and we're all at a different place in our own education on what's going on. This is all this stuff that is going on is new to so many people. Um, mm -hmm. how, how, how do we um, cross these barriers and get people to understand, um, you know, this is not a conspiracy theory. These are conspiracy facts. And, um, and people have got to wake up because the system is pitting all of us against each other. And, you know, I'm a different yeah. man than I was 20 years ago just because I learn and I, I don't believe the same things I did 20 years ago. How, how do we get everybody involved in this? Well, um, it's hard to say exactly what, you know, a short-term solution would be, but I would urge people to definitely educate your communities and yourself about this current power grab that's um, uh, in the works at the World Health Organization, because one of the things you mentioned, the Bill of Rights. So originally, the international health regulation started off by saying that everything the World Health Organization uh, recommends to its member states, particularly in, in declared pandemics, among other things, uh, is done with the full respect for dignity and human freedom and human rights. And right. if this amendment is passed, they take that whole section out. No more dignity, no more human freedom, no more human rights. None of it has to be respected at all. And they certainly, a lot of these people, including Jeremy Farrar, who was an architect of, of most of uh, U.S. and U.K. Uh, COVID policy, has made it very clear he doesn't respect those things at all. Uh, but instead, the amendment is all about equity and coherence of communication. That's the only yes. thing they have to care about um, if these are, are put through. And what does that ultimately mean? We're all uh, equally enslaved. Uh, by by right. the system, and um, so I would encourage people to look at that and, and raise awareness about that. Because if we can stop that, then we can hopefully at least lessen uh, further power grab attempts down the line under the guise of biosecurity um, in the future. Because historically, you know, pandemics have been a once in a century event, and now we have people uh, talking about like it's going to be happening again in just a couple more years' yeah. time. Um, how uh, convenient for the people that yeah. benefited this last time around. Mm -hmm. um, Whitney, uh, I truly believe you are one of the most important voices in the world to be heard. I, I hope it doesn't uh, it isn't so long in between our conversations, because I'd like you to try to figure out ways to make this more bite size for people of my audience. Um, 
at least because I, I really think you're doing amazing work and I appreciate it. Thank you Thank so you. much. You bet. Whitney, Whitney Webb. Um, and I'm going to tweet out some of her articles. We'll do that um, here coming up in just a, a little while. So follow my Twitter. All right. Let me tell you about um, Goldline. Are you watching the Netflix uh, show, uh, The Last of Us, I think it's called? Um, I just saw the first episode. Tanya and I watched it last night. And and uh, the first episode when they're leaving the cities, uh, I said to Tanya, it's coming. It's not zombie stuff, but it, it's it's absolutely coming. And you have to prepare for the absolute unthinkable. And when that comes to your money... You, there's going to come a time when you're going to need to trade on something. I mean, the World Economic Forum says it's going to be a banking crisis that's going to happen in the next 24 months. And that'll mean you, all your money is will be cut off. All your money will be cut off. So what, what do you do for food? Do you have anything to trade? Do you have any silver, gold? When there's a banking crisis, I guarantee you the entire system will be reset and your dollar will be worth a lot less. Please, please call and do your own homework on gold and silver from Goldline. Goldline's offering a huge special on their newest quarter ounce, 99.9% pure gold Mayflower round this week. With every tube of 25 acquired, you'll receive a five pack of Goldline's exclusive two ounce silver maple flex bars at no additional cost that's a 400 dollars value in free metals just for being a listener of the program call them now and get the information 866 goldline 866 goldline or goldline.com this is the glenn back program welcome to the glenn back program it is uh it's uh, it's a fascinating time we live in. Please, please um, don't listen to the urges to dismiss these things or to stop worrying about them. Um, it's going to take us. It's, you know, it's going to take us to stop it and save the republic. Um, tonight, if you're watching Blaze TV at 5 o'clock, I have my Wednesday night special, which I'm going to go in here in a little while for the 5 o'clock special. Um, it is, if you're a James Bond fan, you're going to love it. I compare um, Spectre from James Bond to the WEF. I think it's the same organization. Um, but we'll talk about their next catastrophe that they're trying to prepare us for, uh, which is a massive digital outage. All tonight, Blaze TV and Glenn Beck YouTube. The Glenn Beck Program.